Today's episode of Content Academy is brought to you by Carvana, the car vending machine. Guys, I love Carvana. I used it for my most recent uh, car purchase. You know, I was so I was walking around the um, the local mall or whatever, and uh, I saw the car vending machine, and I happened to have 13, 13 grand in ones. So, um, and I did not, Alex, what I'm going to stop you right there. I did this bit on the episode where you weren't here. Yeah, I I know. I know. I know. (laughs) I'm I'm doing trust the process. Yeah. (laughs) Cause I was about to say, I did not experience the same problem that you experienced. Uh, the car getting stuck in the vending machine. Cause I had to buy like five cars. Yeah. See, I didn't experience that. I didn't experience okay. that. Uh, Did you that shake wasn't the a thing for me? I didn't even. Yeah, to, I tried yeah. kicking it. Um, okay. I did, however, figure out that there's a special uh, code you can enter in the vending machine by pushing the buttons in a certain order. Oh so yeah. I was able to get free cars for all my friends and family. <laughs> oh sweet. So uh, you press like. A nine 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 or something, yeah, it, something, yeah, something like that. All the and cars it, come yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> it's actually and, a huge wreck when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, in researching, I was actually kind of disconcerted to find out that, uh, and I don't know if you guys know this, but car vending machines kill more people than sharks every year. <laughs> <laughs> well, how is a car vending machine going to kill a shark, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. How uh, many people do sharks kill a year anyway? Yeah, I feel ju- like that's kind of a poor metric. It's a couple. You think so? Well, I mean, you think about all these. You think about the movie Jaws. I mean, sharks just love killing people. And so you think, <laughs> how can a car vending machine kill somebody? So it's just kind of a bizarre, like. And it's one of those things where when you think about it, you're like, there's no way that that's true. But. Right. It's, sharks it's kill six people a year. Okay. So. Not zero. Probably kill at least seven. Yeah, it's not zero. Yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah, that's Carvana, the car vending machine. Uh, we've kind of had the whole spectrum of good and bad experiences with it, I mm-hmm. suppose. Uh, if Georgia is to be believed about her experience. Um. <laughs> now, Georgia, this most recent car purchase you made, did you use Carvana or did you use? Is there like a competitor? Oh, you know what? I use like. Dr. Otto. Oh, so what's that? Is that just like the normal way? It's like a car subscription service? Oh, okay. No, it's still okay. a car vending machine. It's just not Carvana. Uh, oh, okay. okay. So what's different? It's a knockoff one. Okay. I, it doesn't work, apparently. Hmm. Well, so that's Carvana, the car vending machine. Um, well, it's Tuesday again. Time to get the content guru back together for another 45 of movie discussion. Um, Calling in from his house is Josh. Yo. And calling in from her house is Georgia. Oh, we missed it. We'll Hit it again. again. What's up? Oh, there it is. Hit okay. that one. Um, <laughs> so, uh, this week we're going to be talking about another kind of cult classic movie. Um, this movie actually shares shares a lot of similarities with, with uh, Batman Forever. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, mm-hmm. actually, as we'll find out, it does share some similarities with Xanadu, and more on that later. <laughs> oh, I found that out. Oh, really? Well. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, did we mention that this was also produced by Joel Silver? Because yeah. I missed that yeah. if we yes. did. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> this is another one by our friend, which good friend crazy. Joel Silver. Which is crazy. We really ought to bring What him are the odds? Yeah. We got to bring him get him on the pod. That would be a huge get for um, us. Try try to get him to explain himself. Can you, yeah. Can you imagine? Uh, <laughs> explain what, Georgia? Can you imagine if the animated portions were done by none other than Don Bluth. Don Bluth. <laughs> All the backgrounds were Don Bluth backgrounds. Yeah. Well, there is there is like an actual fully animated portion, kind of right when young. It's a little part where young Speed is like imagining he's racing. Right. Class. And then and then he and Trixie turn into little birds and fly around. Yeah, that part. And then they turn into little and fish. It's actually, they stole the same keyframes from. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Um, but anyway, before we talk about the movie too much, there is a lot of news uh, to talk about. Uh, obviously, a few days ago was the Super Bowl, and at mm-hmm. the time of recording, we haven't seen it yet. However, what I'm going to do is I have a headline on each uh, team winning. Okay. So we're okay. gonna edit in the one that did <laughs> win. Oh. So, okay. Well, and you'll. I'll... We'll react appropriately. Yeah, okay. And you'll have to remind me. I'm sorry. What teams are... So there's the Chiefs, and then what's... Vikings or something? Buccaneers. Buccaneers. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Because Pirates was taken, I guess. Pirates They had to go with the Buccaneers. Buccaneers. Whatever the hell Buccaneers I'll do the Chiefs one first, okay? So this is the Chiefs headline. If the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. On Sunday night, the Chiefs won Super Bowl 51. Man, what a game. Wow. Also, I thought it was 55. Is it 55? It's 55. Okay. It's I'll, 55. It's okay. I'll do another pass at it. <laughs> On Sunday night, the Chiefs won Super Bowl 55. Man, what a game. What a game indeed. Okay. See those commercials? Yeah. Okay. So now I'll do the Buccaneers one. Okay. On Sunday night, the Buccaneers won Super Bowl 55. Man, what a game. Wow. <laughs> Did you see those commercials? I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. I was okay. like, get this dip away from me. <laughs> uh, in other NFL news, the NFL has offered all 32 football stadiums as mass COVID vaccination sites. That's right. The vaccines are free. Hot dogs are still $10, though. <laughs> it's funny because they're like a mass super spreader site. Uh-huh. But then yeah. also you can <laughs> get it. be a mass vaccination site. Right? Your vaccine yeah. there too. Vaccines, come get your vaccines. I don't know. I don't know. There's something there. <laughs> a guy with a huge pole yeah. just with vaccines yeah. all over yeah, exactly. it. All over his shoulder. Yeah, exactly. I would like to see a vaccine gun, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shooting syringes or <laughs> Yeah, sure. A new policy says that Minneapolis police officers have to keep their body cameras on during their their entire response to a call. Another new policy says that they have to eat donuts during their entire response to being hungry. I don't know, man. A congressional investigation found that leading baby food manufacturers knowingly sold products with high levels of toxic metals. Do you guys hear about this? Yeah. Yes, leading baby food manufacturers such as... Toxic Metal Baby Food Incorporated, <laughs> Baby Damn. Toxic Metal Eating Company, and the Toxic Metal Baby Nutrition Group. <laughs> that one is kind of a placeholder. And Gerber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Beijing will once again host Olympic Games next year in 2022. And people are wondering if this is too soon after the last time they hosted the Olympic Games. Meanwhile, I'm wondering if eating another bag of barbecue Lay's is too soon after. <laughs> 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 so they get a double a dip, huh? And he sticks with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, this is kind of interesting because there are only a handful of cities that like actually can, can host Olympic Games. Yeah. And right, like realistically host. Yeah, them. exactly. And they, the Olympic Committee, the I, IOC or whatever, mm-hmm. I think they pitch it as a big rep, a big thing for revenue, mm-hmm. be it tourism and merchandising. Mm-hmm. But more often than not, these cities are just left completely bankrupt. Yeah. Yeah. See a... our previous series on the Olympics. Exactly. If you want more on that. But yeah. They, they build all these facilities that they only use for. I mean, I don't know, a month or two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the cities don't even get the medals. <laughs> yeah, it's actually the athletes that, gets, that get the medals. Yeah, it's so, so messed up. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos is stepping down from his role as the top brass <laughs> Amazon. Do you guys hear about this? I couldn't I'm wait to hear what you're going yeah. to say about yeah. this. <laughs> well, now actually, let's see what he has to say about this. Okay. Okay. What did he say about this out of left field departure? Soon the world's kryptonite will be mine. Superman will be no more. So, I mean, you can kind of see how, like, why he's stepping down, possibly. Playing the hits. So he's kind of, <laughs> so he kind of has more time to do other things. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, collect the world supply of kryptonite. Yeah. Like Lex Luthor type things. Knows. Yeah, exactly. Because he's bought, I mean, he's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> Peloton. You guys know about Peloton? Mm-hmm. is spending millions trying to fix its month, months-long shipping delays. Who knew that a bunch of bikes without wheels would be hard to move? Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that was no, good. That was a good one. Uh, let's see. In select few markets, McDonald's is testing its new plant-based burger. Do you guys hear about this? Hmm. The new menu item containing 0% meat will appeal to vegetarians and vegans. A strange addition to the McDonald's menu considering that a few of their food items, including their Chicken McNuggets, are, are already 0% meat. See, that one is too long. I think I could shorten that one down a little bit. Um, it worked. It's this there. Here, this is kind of... In- okay, thank you, Georgia. This one's kind of interesting. Um, and I know you guys have probably heard about this. New videos from Super Nintendo World in Japan reveal that oh, yeah. it's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> And finally, we got one more here. Instagram's new recently deleted feature lets you change your mind about deleting a post. Hmm. It doesn't do anything. It just lets you change your mind about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a little abstract. You know, I guess I shouldn't have deleted that. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Still deleted. Yeah, it's, still, <laughs> it's still gone forever. <laughs> so when you post something, it's like, felt cute, might delete later, and then you delete it, and you do feel cute. It's like, dang it. Yeah, exactly. Should not have done that. So, like I said earlier, this week, we are talking about uh, Speed Racer. It came out in 2008, directed by the Wachowski siblings. Uh, I know the past few episodes... (laughs) (laughs) The past few episodes, Georgie, you've kind of done, like, quick like quick info about the movie do you want to do that mm-hmm. again sure so um speed racer like you said came out in 2008 um may 9th um i would have been let's see 2008 may 9th i would have been 15 
I guess, at the time. Oh, George, mm -hmm. did you see? Do you remember seeing it in theaters? Oh, yeah, yeah, I believe okay. I did. Like and I, said, I saw I think it we on all DVD saw it together. I remember that day very clearly. Because we your actually girlfriend was there. Yes, of Xanadu fame. Zira, yes. All oh, right, yeah. man, <laughs> so connected. The main character in Xanadu. Exactly. Okay, it's all coming together. It's all coming but together. Speed Racer was released in 2008. Um, this was the last film that the Wachowski siblings created as the Wachowski brothers. They have oh, there since now mm -hmm. uh, Lana and Lily Wachowski. Um, they're also known for, of course, uh, The Matrix and Cloud Atlas and a, a bunch of other, you know, kind of mind-boggling movies. Now, just and this real was quick. Sorry yeah. to interrupt. Is there anything? Uh, do they still like? What are they working on right now? Does anybody know? Matrix, um, Matrix Four. It's Matrix oh, Four. Okay. Yeah. There you not, go. Not a joke. They are actually doing that. I completely forgot about no, that. No, I. But yeah. I'm sure Keanu will make an appearance as well. Yeah, but, he's um, the main character. Yeah, so I hope so. <laughs> um, but no, this is the. This is the Again, not movie. kidding. Not a joke. He is actually <laughs> the main character in it. Yeah, yeah. This is the last film they did as the Wachowski brothers, um, and they wanted to release a family film, mm -hmm. and that was kind of their one of their driving forces behind this. And apparently, this took a long time to get made. It had a couple false starts. Yeah, this movie was in development hell since '92. Exactly. So. Uh, my entire lifetime. So um, was it started? Was, did the project start before the Wachowskis were attached? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, the sure the budget was attached. Uh, the budget for this was 120 million. Um, I mean, it's, it was all shot in front of green screen. Uh, did not. Yeah. I had some conflicting information on how long it actually took to film. They were from like you know 60 days to yeah. like a normal shoot schedule, which is going to be longer. Um, so budget 120 million. The opening weekend in the U.S. it grossed 18 million. So flopped. Yeah. Pretty hard there. Um, but yeah, it's since then it's kind of um, gotten an underground following because uh, upon its opening, I, people didn't really know what to think of it. It's very in your face. It's very colorful. Yeah. Um, but I think it was more of a misinterpretation of what the Wachowskis were trying to accomplish yeah really and i think that's kind of have we'll have more to discuss on that but that's just yeah. kind of your basic basic movie metrics that uh -huh. obviously flopped on delivery uh of course joel silver was involved as mentioned earlier and uh not one of the Wachowski siblings uh most lucrative films there was also an animal cruelty incident, which I found yeah. out about regarding yeah. one of the chimpanzees. Yeah. Uh -huh. So that's kind of, you know, a little bit of a damper on it. Um, now, yeah. Uh, now, when we talk about how much money this movie made, I feel that despite the movie itself not making, not living up to financial expectations, let's say, mm -hmm. and maybe one of you read about this, there were so many merchandising opportunities that they... Oh, yeah used for this movie i mean there was a list of like i don't know 12 different companies that made mm -hmm. merchandise for this movie mm. i mean between like hot wheels uh who knows what else i know there was a video game i feel that oh, they yeah. st warner mm -hmm. brothers still made quite a bit of money on this movie but they were possibly potentially wanting it to turn into a franchise uh 
kind of like so they could just keep selling toys yeah. and everything. There yeah. was going to be a sequel if it made sense to make uh-huh, a sequel. Yeah. The Wachowskis were writing another one, but mm-hmm. obviously it never came to fruition. Did they write this one too? Or have a writing That's credit? A good. I imagine that they did. It seems they like wrote they did. some of it, but there was still like a script attached to it. Okay. Because oh. it kind of, well, it seems very much like a toy movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. All these different cars. Uh, it's a very like merchandise merchandising movie. Um, but it also, and we'll talk about this later. It's very. It's very, it's like it, it's very much punching above its weight class for what it is. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be this family film, but for what you, for what, what you get is like way, way better than just a family film, in my opinion. It's certainly more. Yeah. <laughs> now, do we, <laughs> now, do we want to watch just the trailer real quick? Two minutes. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, uh, so I will stream this, and the audio will come through. Okay, can you guys see this? Mm-hmm. Okay. This is a great trailer. This is your son seems to be interested in only one thing. Oh, it's actually all relationships. I love that line. Yeah. The boots, iconic. Yeah. It's actually not wearing the brown loafers that he wears in the TV show, but whatever. Yeah. I like the I like how he has his, his iconic outfit. I love mm-hmm. Yeah. I like yeah. For my family, it isn't just a sport. It's way more important than that. Yeah. It's like this character's name was actually Go in the right. animated series in Japan. He's just I kept thinking that Rosie was played by the race car. It has nothing to do with business. You walk away from this deal, no matter how well you drive, you won't win, you won't place. I guarantee you right now, you won't. The guy who does play him is great. He's in Fever Vendetta, also. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like Maybe not. But it's the only thing I know how to do. And I Pretty similar, do yeah. It took me a while to kind of get on board with him for being speed, but I think he delivered the seriousness. Yeah. Speed is a very serious man. Honestly, yeah. I could not see anybody Wasn't my idea. Oh no. I could. I don't know. Who could you see? Uh just support mother. Yeah. Well I mean you get okay. the, you get the okay. usual suspects on the short list. JGL to be the best if they don't destroy him first. Racer X is uh, what's his name? Matthew, Matthew Fox. Fox. Uh huh. Hell yeah. That's a good choice. So there you have it. So that's 
the trailer. Let's see here. So before we talk about anything else, do we want to just do a quick run through of the plot? Yeah. Yes. I will. You drive. Unless, <laughs> unless Josh has. A... I have. I have written notes, but if you want to do it, Alex, go Maybe ahead. Josh and I can kind of like trade punches here. Okay. Okay. Remember, we'll save our thoughts. Chill. So, to to start out this movie, if I recall correctly, uh, I'm we fade in at speed on his locker. Of it. Preparing for a race. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So how can we even describe the first part of this movie? So the first, the first, I don't know, five, six minutes of this movie, uh, it's, it's, it's a, um, it's like a dual narrative between present day, which is speed racing in this Grand Prix race. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not and, the Grand Prix. It's just a race. Okay, so it's yeah. just a race. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, so it switches between him racing uh, in this coliseum. Uh, I forget exactly what it's called, the Thunderdome or something. And, yeah, close enough. Yeah, uh, and then it flashes back to probably ten years earlier. His older brother is racing at the same race, and mm-hmm. so in the present day, Speed is trying to. I guess he's not trying to beat his his older brother's record. Uh, he's going up against Rex's. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and this is pretty emotional. Everybody's start talking to the about. Movie. Everybody's talking about. Is he going to beat it? Uh, mm-hmm. Will he finally beat his brother's lap time? Um, and then, so that's that's what it is, pretty much. Or is there? It's actually a it? pretty cool way to do exposition because you have yeah, the action yeah. sequence of the race scene. You have flashbacks to Speed as a young, young boy in school, and we kind of get the exposition that he's not really good at anything except racing, mm-hmm. and he's obsessed with racing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see him meet Trixie briefly. We see him training with Rex on the he track. He tells him to close his eyes while driving. That's yeah. right. So that's three. That's like it's like three or more uh, time periods. At it's several, it's like five or six yeah, time jump okay, yeah, yeah. because we see him first meeting Trixie. Uh-huh. We see him and Trixie hanging out in their garage. And then someone threat, th- someone like tries to kill them with a bomb mm-hmm. yeah. and Rex right gets rid of it. Day, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, then we go back to the present day where he finishes the race and he purposefully, uh, eases off the gas at the last second so that his older brother's yeah. record is still intact. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. It's a cool moment. I would uh, do that for you, Josh. <laughs> Thank you. Alex, I hope you I absolutely do that for me. Would not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fine. We also get some shots of uh, Peter Fernandez and Corrine Orr, the two original voice actors from the English dub of the animated series. They are announcers, race commentators. Which in the cool, race, yes. yeah. Um, so after this, uh, I'm trying to think. So after this, it's is it the breakfast scene already? Yes. So after this is the breakfast scene, uh, and this is where the character of Royalton is kind of really interesting. E.P. Arnold Royalton Esquire. So he's kind of like this fat cat racing. He's like the CEO of racing, yep. pretty much. <laughs> he's the CEO of racing, yeah. <laughs> 
the CEO of cars. So he owns this. He's he's basically Elon Musk. Yeah. Uh, so he, he owns, owns Royalton Industries. Conglomerate Royalton Industries. Mm-hmm. Um, and he presumably saw. Well, he saw speed his incredible performance at this race. Uh, and he offers him this contract. He says, hey, if you come race for me, you'll get this this life of luxury, pretty much. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like everything Speed could have ever dreamed of. And Speed at this point is hesitant. Uh, and I believe he says, like, well, he's going he's going to say no. And then Royalton is like, think about think it. About it? Yeah. Right. And I remember this scene always sticking out to me because – uh, not only do we get the great line, pancookins and leapshin pancakes are love. <laughs> um, we get, uh, Royalton is, he says something along the lines of, I sympathize. No, I empathize with you. Strike that. I've empathized. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> I always think about this scene whenever I'm trying to remember the difference between those two words. And mm-hmm. this scene helps me, uh, to remember, oh, empathize is like. Is like when you personally understand, uh, even yeah. if he's just lying through his teeth uh, in this scene. <laughs> so after this, Josh, remind me what happens. He, he we, leaves. We go to Cruncher Block, who is a mobster, and he's threatening Taijo Togakan mm, yeah, to convince yeah. Taijo to lose his next race on purpose. Because what that will do is it will drive down the value of his father's uh, car company. So that Royalton can buy them because yeah, yeah, there's like a big part of this plot is like Wall Street bets for some reason. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> there's stock prices. Yeah. So um Taijo is being difficult, but he doesn't really have a choice. Racer X actually saves saves him. Yeah. yeah. Um Yeah. And then we go cool then we, scene. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Racer X is like Fighting with his car against this bus he that like has Taijo in it. an X into the. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Exactly. And the uh, semi. That we has... we get the sense that Racer X is a badass. Um, mm-hmm. So after this, uh, is this when, uh, like, Royalton pretty much hires racers to like crash into speed during a race? Uh, not quite. We get, um, there's a brief scene of Speed and Trixie flirting. Um, uh, Royalton meets up with the CEO of Musha Motors, and then they kind of agree to take out Taijo in exchange for Royalton getting ownership of Musha's power core foundry. Yeah, okay. Uh, then Speed goes back to meet with Royalton again, uh, Spritle and Chim Chim sneak along Mm -hmm. and steal candy. Um, there's a lot of scenes with Sprawl and Chim Chim of just getting into mischief. Yeah, yeah. Isn't there some um, um, like funny joke about um, what is it? Vertical integration. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So that's the, not really showing what vertical integration is. The factory is vertical. It is though. The, they... the factory is vertical. It's not what vertical integration uh, is, but it's yeah. just some kind of play on words. Well, vertical integration is where the same company builds all the parts, right? every step so. of production but for this it's like but it's also vertical it's as it's straight up in the air <laughs> yeah. i love that yeah. um so after this speed obviously tells him no uh, uh-huh. and then we get this this like very very long intense monologue of 
Royalton explaining to Speed kind of the it's like the history of this the sport uh the real history of racing yeah with the real history and this is kind of a cool scene because you get kind of flashbacks to the past of this retro future universe Mm -hmm. and you almost see like the evolution of cars uh so you see a few shots of like of like old school races yeah uh and this is kind of where we get another like non-linear narrative where where Royalton is threatening speed and he's saying this next race you're about to do, if you don't accept this contract, you're not going to finish the race. And then we see the race happening. And this Mm -hmm. is when, uh, well, there's throughout the entire movie, pretty much Royalton just hires people to just like kill speed basically. Yeah. Yeah. Don't Uh, forget the spear hook. Yeah, exactly. That'll, yeah, that'll come in. Crazy scene. Uh, Yeah. So this is, and uh, if one of you will remind me, this is the scene where Speed actually like crashes, right? And the Mach Six Speed crashes. Right. Yep. The Mach Six is destroyed. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The Mach Five gets destroyed, and they build the Mach Six later. Taijo no, Togo. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is the Mach Six. So the Mach yeah. Five and Mach Six are completely different. No, seriously, yeah. this is the Mach Five, and it gets destroyed, so they have to build the Mach Six. I'm pretty sure that's what yeah. happens. So the Mach Five is like. A rally car basically in the Mach 6. I know like the they build the Mach, the Mach 6 and it they gets destroyed the and they rebuild oh, okay. it in 32 hours. Way too confusing. So the um, Mach 6 is the futuristic car. Keep up. The Mach they're, called, 5, they're called T180s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Mach 5 looks like it does in the cartoon. And the Mach 4, which is Rex's like red car, is presumably like, I don't know. It, he showed it's it's like it's a T180, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and at this point, I think we find out that Togacon. See, this movie's so okay. Togacon hat. He like tells Speed he has dirt on Royalton Industries. I think. Correct. Yes. Uh, he he like, tells Inspector Detector this. Okay, my bad. My bad. <laughs> uh, so they come up with this plan where if Speed and Racer X is in there too for some reason, mm-hmm. helps them win this like. Uh, this race, the Casa Cristo, the Casa Cristo. Yep. Uh, then in return, he'll help him bring down Royalton Industries, uh, which we find out later is a lie. Um, <laughs> and what f- the the Casa Cristo is a very cool scene, probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. Um, does that and does that happen right away? Is there, or is there something I'm missing between? Uh, let's see. The there's a ninja that tries to take him out in the oh, hotel. Okay. okay, yeah. The ninja. The Mach 5 yeah, 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 gets yeah. modified. Mach 6, I guess. It gets all the um, the power-ups. The, the jump. Five. Okay. It's for the, the jump. Crystal, they use the Mach 5. So I was right. It was the Mach 5. No. No, 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 no. The Mach 6. So the Mach 6 was used in the race where uh, Royalton hired people to keep speed from finishing the race. Oh, and that got destroyed. destroyed. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, and it gets okay. rebuilt, like Georgia said, in 32 hours before the very last race. Gotcha. Okay. So the Mac- Mach 5 gets the jump jacks, the bulletproof top, tire yeah. shields, emergency yeah. spare tires, saw blades, tire spikes, and a hummingbird drone. And they use almost all of them in this movie. The only they ones do. They don't use are. Well, they don't the hummingbird. use the bird. Is that the only one? That, I think that's the only one they don't use. Yeah, okay. And in the anime, there's like an underwater, uh, like upgrade. 
but I think that's like the bulletproof right. thing that comes over. It's right? the yeah it, that it the... allows him to drive underwater as well. In the Aquaman in the animated series, closed. I believe when it specifically mentions that when the top closes, there's an air tank inside, oh, yeah. and it's air airtight, yeah. so you yeah. can. They've thought of everything. So. Yeah. yeah. Just in case you have to drive underwater, yeah. which is also a thing it can do. Yeah. Basically, uh, chitty chitty bang bang. Pretty much. Gosh, yeah, exactly. So Speed is in this Casa Cristo without telling his parents mm-hmm. because or because, because they would disown 18. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because Pops doesn't want him because Pops thinks it's too dangerous because this is the same race where Speed's That's older right. brother I Rex totally died. This part totally forgot to mention that. That part was mentioned that in was the flashback. first sequence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, during that one was, of the um, Susan Sarandon's flashback, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I think I don't know whose it was. That part was really confusing. It was established, okay? Um, Just yeah. At some point, we so learned that Rex uh, went into a tunnel. There was an explosion. We never saw a body, but everything was engulfed in flames. Yeah, and like nine racers died. Yeah. Uh, so it's Speed, Racer X, and Taijo against everyone else basically they're all trying to kill him there's like viking racers that try to kill him there's snake snake oiler Uh and his crew of snake themed (laughs) cars try to kill him and there's the part which i really like where like uh he sees all like all the bags of money and his eyes turn into dollar signs (laughs) which is so cool yeah trixie agrees to help speed uh, mm-hmm. By flying her helicopter to spot for him, which is cool. Now, what um, she's driving? Well, That's we're about to get right. to that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, this is a multi-leg race where yeah. you drive for a day, and then you sleep, and then you go back and drive some more. Kind of like um, a doggo situation. <laughs> it's a doggo situation for sure. Yeah. Uh, so they so they on wheels all over again. <laughs> Yeah. I remember watching Hidalgo as a kid and I was like, why don't you just not sleep and then win? <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, keep going. And then um, later in Hidalgo, um, <laughs> he actually ends up buying the horse. That's true. Yep. <laughs> you know. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Vigo Mortensen is basically a slut for horses. He just well, buys he them all. He really is. Lord of the Rings, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or was George yeah. just joking about that? Um, no, he bought. Yeah, oh, okay. he is a well, slut for horses. He's got a ranch he loves of ho- horses. He's he's like uh, he's Hollywood's horse girl. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah. Okay, bless his little heart. Um, so speed, uh, speed, Racer X and Taijo do pretty well the first day, but that night they're attacked by ninjas, and uh, the rest of the racer family comes to help him and repair the car and that night they're attacked by ninjas too and they fight them off kind of a funny sequence mm-hmm. um, all the fight se- sequences are pretty funny yeah but then they have a uh Tr- trixie has the idea well i guess the ninjas do poison taijo to like immobilize him or make it so that he can't drive right so he's Tri- injected right yeah he had poison gonna do the same to speed yeah. Uh, so Trixie has the idea of disguising herself as Taijo and racing in his place. Yeah. Which is cool. And they do that. And then they go into like this mountain pass part of the race where there's no cameras. And then they swap Taijo back because he's recovered by that point. And then Cruncher Block and his goons arrive and 
try to take them captive again, but they fight them off. We get that mountain, mountaintop fight scene, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah, a lot of aggressive driving. Really cool part of the movie. Yeah. Speed drives like down a cliff and up the other side. Uh-huh. Puts uh, his tire in somebody's face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just starts uh, making new tailpipe. Yells, yells his... <laughs> yeah, that iconic line. Um, he yells at Trixie. Yeah. It's a whole thing. And then they win the race. They win, yeah. But it turns out Taijo never intended to help bring down Royalton at all. He just wanted to win the race to drive up the share price of his company so that Royalton would still buy them, but they would get more money out of it. Uh-huh. Uh, and then Speed guesses that Razor X is actually his older brother Rex, but Razor X takes off his mask to reveal that he isn't. Uh, mm-hmm. Speed is about to leave Racer Motors when Horiko shows up. Horiko is Taijo's older s- or sister, mm-hmm. and she gives him Taijo's invitation to the Grand Prix, which he had turned down. So anyone who won Casa Cristo got an invite to the Grand Prix. So, question: the question is, why would he turn if he if winning the Casa Cristo drove up the stock would drive up the stock price so much? Why wouldn't he? want to do the same with the Grand Prix. I guess he just didn't think he I could think, win it alone. Well, I think Maybe because the winner was already decided because it's always been decided. Oh, so he And it was awesome. that French Yeah. It was the French guy, I forget, Cannonball Taylor. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was the one who was supposed to win that Grand Prix. Okay. Um this is where uh the racers build a car in 32 hours. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. and they use some fancy power core uh, that yeah. Pops had lying around. <laughs> uh, and then they do the race. Speed faces off with Cannonball Taylor, and I think just there's a bounty on his head. Totally destroys yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Speed wins. Uh, and then he wins. And this was yeah. the spear hook. And Royalton actually goes to jail. <laughs> and then, and doesn't it show him in like. It shows him in, yeah, (laughs) prison garb behind bars. And then it's revealed that Race Rex actually is Mm -hmm. Steve's Steve's (laughs) older brother Rex. He just Mm -hmm. went through plastic surgery to completely change his face. Uh, Mm -hmm. Of course. Uh, Which is, which was kind of a cool idea. Uh, They're trying to have it both ways. We went from Scott Porter to Matthew Fox. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was kind of cool. Yes, they were trying to have it both ways, like you said, Josh. Uh, but as a fan of the anime and the comics going in, uh, obviously, you know the twist. Right. Uh, so it'll be less impactful when it when you see it. Uh, mm-hmm. However, by doing it like this, you still get you get the twist of, oh, it's not. It's not his brother. Yeah. Uh, this then, time we're like, what? Yeah, and then later on, uh, for people who, ha- who haven't seen the anime or read the comics, they get the real twist. <laughs> so it's kind of a cool idea. Um, just So that's the entire movie. Uh, that's mm-hmm. it. Right off mm-hmm. the bat, um, I just wanted to, t- to talk about how, and I kind of touched on this earlier briefly, but it's not too often that a film marketed completely to f- families, family audiences, is more thought-provoking than... Even the lo- the likes of the Matrix, uh, okay, it opens, hang on. Uh, and it's themes of blatant anti-capitalism, blatant yeah. anti-capitalism. It's very it's high fantasy because a 
white collar criminal actually ends up going to jail. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. You know, um, so that's that really stretches believability. Well, that's a, I had that's a big ask. I had the thought that um, this movie is actually kind of a precursor to QAnon in a lot of ways. Okay. Because because it, there's this cabal of CEOs and elites that decide the winners and losers oh, of all yeah, the races. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there someday someone will defeat them and they'll all go to jail. Yeah. And there's also people that are thought to be dead, but they're actually alive, which uh, is a big QAnon thing. Mm-hmm. And they get plastic surgery to look different, which mm-hmm. isn't a QAnon thing per se, but I could see it being yeah. one. It's basically masks. Yeah, it's basically <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. masks. Uh, yeah. Uh, whether anyone wants to admit it or not, this movie uh, redefines and, if anything, recon- reconceptualizes the use of CGI in film. Uh, I mean, I think if we really. If we had to, we could list off the number of real sets on one hand. I don't think there were any, Alex. It was just one green screen. That was all. I'm sure that was all CG. Except for like a couch. Some props. Yeah. Yeah. But backgrounds. But I mean, like like even the the hotel room, that was like pretty much a real hotel room, right? I doubt it. I really doubt it. So pretty much. So they kind of, the Wachowski siblings made it so that with everything such in, in this like vibrant color, everything is in the foreground. Huh. If you think about it, like when you look at a scene, like even just like the scenes that are supposed to be outside, it is way too bright. The grass mm-hmm. is neon. Yeah. You know, everything is like, it. they made it look like a real life anime. Everything yeah. looks drawn to an extent, you know? So, and that's yeah. what they were going for. Yeah. But a lot of people just didn't like it or didn't, or weren't mm-hmm. expecting that. Because normally when you think yeah. of everything being in CG, you think of, um, I don't know, what's that movie with Jude Law that was filmed all in CG? Uh, yeah, Sky Captain in the World of Sky Tomorrow. Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. You know, something like that. But this is just complete opposite use of CG. Yeah. Well, what's cool about this movie is, and you think about movies at the time, this is 2008, the trend was take something and make it as realistic and as gritty as possible. Yeah, they very well could have done this with Speed Racer, but they decided to go in the complete opposite direction. Gritty reboot Speed Racer. I was kind of, I think, uh, I think the whiplash for a lot of people and me included at the time was I wanted this to be like a Batman Begins for Speed Racer almost. (laughs) Oh, okay, I see. But it it really is year one. Yeah, kind of. Like a gritty reimagining, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's really just is just a first and foremost a kids movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I um, think that there's no other way you can really do it. Like this is we got the best speed racer movie possible. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, speed it takes a lot. Of, hard. It takes yeah. a lot of big swings. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I had in my notes that like the that first that first scene where you kind of see the outside during the day. It's a flashback mm-hmm. to when Speed is getting out of school and, Racer mm-hmm. and Rex is there. Everything like in the background looks like a PS2 game. It's yeah, like super I mean. colorful yeah. and it's not really. Um, yeah, it's definitely not even trying to look realistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this movie has that in common with the last few movies we've done where it's just not even trying to be grounded in reality yeah. at all. Yeah. It's just its own thing. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of refreshing to watch sometimes. Yeah. Especially around 2008. 
Uh, yeah. I mean, this is when, like, movies like the first Iron Man were coming out. Yeah. And <laughs> which was Batman completely Begins. grounded in reality. Well, <laughs> it, it kind of was. Well, or Batman Begins, which was, yeah. I think, 2005, 2004. Completely grounded yeah. in reality. <laughs> yeah, man dressing as a bat. <laughs> uh, so what do you guys think about the score of this movie? Like, the music. So I looked up a little bit of that. Um, the guy who did the score, and I thought I had written his Giacchino. name down. Yeah, Giacchino, that's right. Mm. Um, he did a lot of video game music, oh, really? actually. Yeah, mm. going into this. So that felt like a good... Yeah. Uh, choice and like when i was watching the racing it just felt like it was an f-zero game to be mm -hmm. honest and very if you, yeah if you or ever all play, rainbow road really yeah if you ever play the video game versions of this movie they're very much spiritual successors to f-zero oh really yeah mm. like but the, the i thing watched is, some clips of the video game yeah, too it, is it feels very like F -Zero. F zero they made a wii game and a ds game and that's it mm -hmm. i think huh can you do the jump jacks in the game? You can, yeah. Nice. Of course. Um, this I'm game, big... this this movie was marketed to have for the car foo they called it, the yeah. car fighting, which is oh, really cool. Right. Yeah, which is really cool. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of. Uh, if we want to talk about the score a little bit more, I'm a big fan of Giacchino's score for The Incredibles. Uh, oh right yeah he worked with brad bird a couple times i think actually yeah and he does he does do a lot of the pixar scores. he did up okay, also yeah, great oh okay a great score mm -hmm. uh but as a as a big fan of the incredible score this felt like kind of the same the same style you get kind of big band high stakes mm -hmm. almost yeah. like like uh we almost get like uh um sonic casino level mm -hmm, exactly uh vibes this whole, this whole movie is like the sonic casino level pretty much yeah yeah uh and it's really cool how we incorporated uh music from the anime and sound effects from the anime mm -hmm. oh did they yeah i didn't know the jump jack sound that's iconic mm -hmm. yeah uh let's see i wonder how they made that sound the fully artist <laughs> yeah who knows? Uh, we'll never know. I mean, what else, guys? I thought the color control was interesting in this movie, uh -huh. just because there was none. It was deliberately colors. just every, just every color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I did. It was very slick, though, and you have to think when you're doing CGI, lighting is very, very difficult. Yeah, like difficult than anybody really has, like thinks about because we don't really yeah. think about it unless it's done yeah. wrong, and then you're like, why does this look weird? It's it's the lighting; it's not right. It is a and little there was dark. Some purposeful, yeah, you know, things and but then just like making sure the cars are lit correctly. I uh -huh. think that's a huge uh, yeah. hurdle because they're very shiny. <laughs> it is a little jarring though sometimes because you have parts that look a little more conventional, like. The part with uh, Speed and Trixie talking in their car, or like mm -hmm. Speed at his in his locker in the very first scene, yeah. that seem a little more conventional looking. But then you have like them walking through Royalton Industries, yeah, or mm -hmm. like Speed uh, getting picked up by Rex, where it looks way different. Yeah, or uh, my least favorite scene: Spritel and Chim Chim like driving the like, yeah, car or whatever around. <laughs> 
Yeah. They also do, in that little sequence, they do the whole two kids in a trench coat gag, yeah. but they put the monkey on top. <laughs> yeah. I don't really so know what funny. that says. But... Like, if you're going to do that, at least put the human on the top. Yeah. Um, I don't, personally, I mean, you guys know I love this movie. I don't have any bad things to say about this movie. <laughs> but I okay. think if they removed most all of the 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 kid and yeah the spritel and chim chim a lot better particularly the particularly the scene towards the end that breaks the fourth wall do you guys remember that what was that Uh, part Uh, speed and trick oh the cootie they like pause the movie (laughs) i love that part (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so kind of kind of touching on this the what we were talking about with the cgi and the special effects guys how did this movie like hold up in 2021 i think it's kind of ageless honestly yeah because it's suspended in cgi which was Mm -hmm. and it's not even like we were talking about it's not even aiming for realistic cgi all the time so you can't it's not like you're comparing this to Mm -hmm. you know like now when you watch maybe the first lord of the rings and Mm -hmm. you're like okay Okay, that's Legolas definitely sliding down the trunk of the, <laughs> yeah. you know, a big elephant thing. Yeah. yeah. Sure, that looks great. Oliphant. Um, yeah. El- yeah. And, uh, but here it's like, well, that's kind of out the window anyway. So it'd be hard to age it until right. maybe 15 years from now. And something we can kind of draw parallels to is it's honestly if, like, if today we went back and played Wind Waker on the GameCube. Oh, it's ageless. It's so stylist. It's, it's so still, stylistic. Yeah. Yeah. It still looks good. Uh, whereas if we played a realistic game from that era, it would have aged terribly. Yeah. So I think, like Josh said, this movie is pretty much ageless. For the time being, at least, yeah. So I have a sort of a alternate casting yes. or a reimagining of this movie that I want to pitch if for you guys. Make it today? Yeah, yes. Okay. If they okay. were to, this is if they were to make it today. Okay. Um, so this would be, we would want for director, we'd want Robert Rodriguez. Okay. That makes perfect sense. Who did Spy Kids? Yes. So, and I'm Lava Girl. Shark Boy and Lava Girl. And I'm Alita. Alita. Alita Battle Angel. Exactly. And I'm, that's great. Yeah. And I am picturing for tone. You definitely want somewhere between Spy Kids and Alita. Uh huh. Um, Right so, down the middle of those. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> kind of yeah. shooting right down the middle. What the difference? Yeah. <laughs> what the diff? Um, so for Tom Holland, I thought. Um, sorry for speed. I want Tom Holland. Right there. Okay. There it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Doing his, doing his like cute little American accent. Doing his American accent. We dye his hair black. Um, and then I kind of had a thought of instead of. So it's kind of the racer family is a little weird because you have Pops, Rex, and Speed, and Spritel, mm-hmm. which is almost like four generations within one family. Mm, yeah. So I thought to just split it up and just make Racer X Speed's dad. It, okay. And then, oh, and then, well, and then Pops is the grandpa. Pops, no, he's oh, there, okay. but he's the grandpa. <laughs> okay. That's a, okay. That's another dynamic, I guess. Really? Yeah. Because the father son yeah. dynamic is way stronger than brother dynamic. For this wow. context Depends. of story. Wow. Well, so, would you cast you his pops then? So I think this will sell you on it, Michael Fassbender. As 
Racer, Racer X. X. Okay, perfect. yeah, that's okay, fine. Perfect. But who's Sorry, Pops? Not as Pops. Pops, I had some trouble with because ideally you want someone he like is John Goodman. John Goodman reprising his role. <laughs> See, I personally I thought Meryl John Streep. <laughs> Meryl Streep is. I mean, she could play anything. Um, I was not too impressed with John Goodman in this, and I wasn't sure if it was his performance or just the writing. But I felt like most of his lines kind of fell flat. Um, and I, I thought of just don't try to cast like an overweight actor because the, the animated series pops is, is overweight. And I think just go with like, like my first thought was like Robert Redford, but he's too old now. He's too old. He's like in his nineties. Um, so I thought maybe someone like a Charles dance or, um, you know, I'm really not too sure. It could probably be a, a lot of people, but. Yeah, it's uh, hard casting. It is hard. Um, and then I thought of as mom, so this would be Racer X's wife, Tom Holland as Speed, Speed's mom would be Jessica Alba. Okay. because uh, she always works with Robert Rodriguez. Not just not oh, okay. Jessica Gar not 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 like a uh Jennifer Garner. Um I feel like she'd that would be, be okay with it too, mom. I think. Uh -huh. She gives me more America's Sweetheart vibes than Alba. Yeah, I just like this Alba too. Um, and then for Trixie, I wanted to get Isabella Merced, who played Dora in the recent Dora movie. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I like huh. that. She okay. was also in the most recent Transformers movie. Okay. She's kind of a feisty. Uh, maybe that's too stereotypical to categorize a Latina as feisty, scratch but. That, scratch that. Um, but you're looking. She's great. Diversify the cast a bit. It diversifies it a bit more. Good. Yeah, and I and I'm thinking she give her a lot more to do in the story too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I liked how much Trixie was involved in this movie. Yeah, um, I also really liked it. Christina Ricci in this because she looks like she's in an anime. Yeah, already. It's, well, it's clear that a lot of the casting in this movie was get people that look like the yeah. cartoon characters. Yeah, yeah. Which it. is weird, but they did it. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah, especially the kid who plays Bridal. I mean, Polly. I mean, they all they all yeah. look like their cartoon yeah. like characters. The yeah. Oh <laughs> the monkey oh. looks just like Jim Jim. Yeah, yeah. the bonobos. Oh my god. Josh, what, what we are you done with your? Do you have more? For yeah. No, no, no. That's it. That's it. Okay. I think what we should do, and you guys will have to bear with me for a second here. Take your casting, make Speed Racer. Sub Speed Racer, The Fate of Racer X or something uh -huh. in 2021. Uh, have it be a soft reboot, but respect yeah. the canon established in the first movie. So those events did happen. Uh, okay. Even if the uh, family dynamic is completely different, the family is different. Hmm. Um, because, and this is another thing I have to, uh, if we were talking about, for if we talk about sequel plans to this movie. Mm -hmm. uh, as someone who's read the comics and seen the episodes, okay, they've pretty much adapted everything from the comics and show, uh, because there's just so much in this movie. Yeah. Uh, even if it's just little kind of Easter eggs, mm -hmm. if they were to create a second movie, which according to the Wachowskis, they have a great idea for it, and the script has already been written. Hmm. Um, I'd love to read that script. Yeah, uh, yeah. Emil Hirsch said as recently as 2018 that the script has been written. They're hmm. already 
they're ready to go. Right, hit the uh, ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think. Uh, so yeah, I think that it should be a soft soft reboot. Uh, kind of taking place afterwards. Uh, and then I think what they should do is, as far as villains go, have some kind of role for Jim Carrey. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, I would really like to have seen, like, maybe one of the Jonas Brothers somewhere in a Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I think Joe Jonas or Nick Jonas could be well, Racer X and Speed. So. Yeah. Well, they've both Some been in movies. They, they were both in Camp Rock. That's yeah. True. All, they, all three of them. Yeah, yeah, it's not <laughs> estimate, you know, anything here, but I think uh-huh. they could do something. So taking into account that a sequel is out, is floating around out there, presumably being, being optioned to different studios Cheers. as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> what are your guys' idea, ideas for it? Like plot wise? Anything anything well what, what i think this movie begs the question okay what about skullduggery where is he in all this <laughs> first, oh that's right first name skull last name duggery okay. yeah he was a character that they did not include anywhere yeah in this movie. so they could bring him he's around in like one episode yeah yeah okay no he's in he's in a couple episodes okay. of the well, anime the, show, the anime itself only had one or two seasons i believe yeah there's also two other animated series of it. That's, it got rebooted like that's twice. That's true. There was like we don't um, have to talk Nicktoons about those. One. There's a Nicktoons one, and there was a late '80s, early '90s that's one. A real anime, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which I don't remember much of that. I've seen a couple episodes, but one thing I remember very clearly is one of the villains drove his car by playing a keyboard inside the car. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know how that worked, yeah, but. Yeah. It was like a like a synthesizer type yeah, deal. Wasn't it kind of like an Evangelion style like hard anime? It was pretty serious, I, I think. Watching much of it. Yeah. Was it on like Toonami or something? Yeah, I think so. Probably. And then the the Nicktoons one was like a it was like a sequel to the original. Because mm-hmm. it was about like Speed yeah. Speed Junior or something. It was like Speed Junior and Spritel was all grown up yeah. and he was like the pops character. Yeah, it was weird. Um, so let's, let's talk about why we think this movie was, was a failure. What are we, what are we thinking? Well, I think a lot of what we've already kind of touched on. It was just like audience whiplash of like, whoa, this is not what we were expecting. And even though we're talking about the Wachowski siblings who they're known for movies that do not follow a linear timeline mm-hmm. at all i mean just looking at matrix and cloud atlas those yeah. movies are all over you know the time map as it were um and, you know they always try to bold things so and then maybe i don't know if it was really the right time because if this was released in 2008 um the original speed racer series i mean that would have been in the 60s 70s uh, really, I think it was just like late sixties. Um, yeah, yeah. So it'd be like parents who watched this as a child taking their kids to it now. Yeah, and I'm sure it's what the parents were expecting were one thing, and what the kids were expecting yeah. was another, and it never quite met in the middle. If anything, 2008 was too late, way too late. Like when we were when they were originally planning the movie, 92. That would have been like a much better time to. Make yeah, I think movie. you're right. Mm-hmm. 
uh, if we would have gotten like a Batman. It wouldn't have looked like this movie. though. Well, uh, if you look at Batman Forever, uh, yeah, it would have looked like that. The CG would have been more dated, but yeah, there's other stuff they could have done. I mean, they still had, I mean, all the all the shots of the racers in their cars were filmed with a gimbal, like an actual car cockpit on struts that kind of rotated. Yeah, and they could have done that in '92, also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that one reason this kind of struggled was it's just hard for directors to do a different kind of movie than they than they've already done. Mm, um, yeah. They've already kind of like the Wachowskis. Obviously, the Matrix like was tourist at this point in 2008. Well, or maybe they had sort of established them as tourist. They were just coming off making three Matrix movies. Yeah. And. I think that just kind of pigeonholed them in the public consciousness a little bit. Not to mention that it just like solidified them to the studios and in their own like uh, style of making movies that they are just make they were just making Matrix movies. And it's hard to do a left turn uh, into a kids movie, basically. Yeah. Or well, an adaptation. Actually, if I recall correctly, it was actually them that pitched it as a family movie, or maybe uh, Silver. Joel Silver was trying to well, the Wachowskis wanted it to be a family film. Joel Silver helped them get it there to like, mm, you know, crystallize the vision because that's what producers do, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think uh, those, yeah, those reasons definitely contribute to the movie not being as successful as Warner Brothers hoped it would be. Uh, I think something that Josh has mentioned before, which is the cast, really isn't much to write home about. You have. No real big names other than I don't know John Goodman, uh, Christina Ritchie, Susan Sarandon, John Goodman, and Christina Ritchie were pretty decently big names. Mm -hmm. And Matthew Fox was way more popular back then because he was coming off of Lost. Okay, all right, Mm -hmm. yeah. But that being said, I do think Emil Hirsch was not as big a draw as people hoped, and he he didn't have he was he was good in it. But he, I think he was a little too sensitive hmm. to be speed, or he, or just maybe just the way he played it. Mm-hmm. He wasn't really like leading man material for this type of movie. Yeah. He was like, like he's great in a movie like Into the Wild. Um, yeah. but as like a leading man for an action movie, I think he's just a little too soft and sensitive. Yeah, but that makes sense. Maybe just that. me. I can see that. Uh, also, another another uh, thing like we touched on before, this came out around the same time as Iron Man, which ended up being a huge success that I don't think anybody really expected. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe when, that stole some thunder. When yeah, when Warner Brothers was slating this movie, they saw it next to Iron Man. They were like, "That's not gonna be much of an issue." Nobody expected Iron Man to be the giant hit that it became. Mm-hmm. So that could be part of it, it was too. Big. Yeah, that could be part of it too. Uh, I mean, this was May of two thousand eight, so I'm trying to think what else, what else we were working with here. <laughs> I can look up the release schedule. Okay. Then. okay. May two thousand eight movies, or maybe it was April. No, it released in May. I think, I yeah, it released in May. Um, the 
nationwide theatrical re release was April, but okay. we had a uh, Maid of Honor with Patrick Dempsey, of course. Oh, yeah, I think it's just Iron Man, pretty much. Yeah, it's pretty much. Well, this doesn't even say. Uh, oh, I see. May two. Iron Man was May second, uh -huh. and Maid of Honor. Speed Racer was the week after that. Okay. That was also the same day as What Happens in Vegas, the Ashton Kutcher, oh. Cameron Diaz classic. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. um, I like when people oh. refer to a movie as a vehicle, so maybe you could do that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian. Oh, okay. Uh, no one really notable in that. Yeah. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh, that's right. That was 2008, too. Does that mean any anything to anybody? <laughs> um, and oh, then you're May right. Like, there's Dark Knight. Um, I don't know when that came out though. So in the grand scheme, I of believe it was like what time? Oh four to oh six. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Somewhere in there. Oh five. Split the that diff was, again. That was Batman mm -hmm. Begins, though, right? Yeah. Dark Knight was oh eight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, despite being a commercial failure, this movie has gained, like Jordan said, a little bit of a cult following. It frequently makes top 10 underrated movies lists. Uh, people who are fans of the Wachowskis love this movie. Um, anime fans love this movie. Obviously, uh, this small, de small but dedicated group of people who just like Speed Racer love this movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, what else is there to say? Yeah, I think we've pretty well covered it. It's oh. a fun movie to watch. Yeah. I liked it. Uh, they made a number of real cars for this movie, which I thought was really cool. Like, they had a oh, real, really? real Mach 5. Mm -hmm. Dude. Um, I wonder where that is now. Yeah. That's a cool car. Probably some, maybe a museum in Japan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All of the, like cars in the movie that you see just on the street during a few scenes were based on actual concept cars of the time so, that's cool for example when you see time. when you see uh rex pick up speed from school uh all the cars you see on the street were like concept cars mm -hmm. uh, let's see here yeah i mean like i said i really like the movie I have ever since I first watched it. Yeah. Um, it's just fun to watch. It's the best Speed Racer film <laughs> that we could possibly ever get. You're not wrong. Yeah. I, I mean, like, the best potential Speed Racer film that a Speed Racer film yeah. would be is what, I'm, is what I'm saying. Yeah. So now that we have the movie pretty much covered, uh, Georgia, before we end the episode, do you want to do this puzzle with us? Boy, do I. Okay. So put on your racing helmets yes. and get in the puzzle mobile because it's on a one-way street into a dead end that's an alley. Okay. Okay. All but right. It's puzzle alley, like so it's it. okay. We can get out there. All right. Okay. You guys ready? So this yep. one's pretty simple. Um, <clears throat> get a timer set up for you guys here. So format that we've kind of been used to here. Um for this puzzle each this is kind of honoring our topic each answer has the word car in it 
Okay. Okay, I like okay. this. So for an example, a container full of eggs. Carton. Okay. I like that. Okay. This so easy, so enough. easy <laughs> enough. Right? Okay. Yeah. All right. You guys ready to start? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Link's musical instrument. Pass. Okari. <laughs> Okari. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Great job emphasizing car. Yeah. yeah go here yeah. while their parents are at work. Uh, uh, they car. They car. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, that was cheating. There's an E on the end. <laughs> uh, it still has car in it. Uh, very thinly sliced raw meat, especially beef. Uh, Bacon. Carve? I don't Carving? I don't know anything about meat. Okay, pass. Pass. Uh, eye makeup. Mascara. Uh, Taking yeah. a meal to go. Carry out. Nice. The rebirth of a soul. Reincarnation. Reincarnation. Dangerously lacking so in security fun. or stability. In mm, Sakar. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> in uh, Pass. I don't know. Pass. Oh, okay. Tough. Heart attack. Myocardial infarction. <laughs> I will take it. I cardiac arrest, but uh, yeah. a politician who seeks office in a new locality. Uh, it's a tough one. Okay, so it's not like a politician, politician who takes seeks office, office. In a... it's like where he's not originally from or something. Yeah, so he goes to okay. like a new place to seek okay. uh, carpet dagger. Yes. Nice. A type of beetle. Uh, oh, oh, man, what is it? Scarab. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Cancer-causing agents. Carcinogen. Very few or not many. Uh, scarce. scarce. Yes, an automobile. Car? Car. <laughs> yes. Okay, going back to the passes. Uh, very thinly sliced raw meat, especially beef. Um, it's uh, it's Italian. What, what letter does it start with? C. C. Uh huh. So does it start with the car part? Maybe. Maybe. Car. Maybe. Uh, I I don't think I'm gonna get it honestly. Carpaccio. Uh, yeah, I never okay. got right. that. <laughs> Dangerously lacking in security or stability. Okay, this one we can get. Yeah. Uh, Slacking in security, so. Think about a cliff. A cliff? Yeah, or a ledge. Okay. Uh, uh, man. I feel like this is going to be. Precarious, precarious. Yay, that's nice. it. Nice. Wow, Three minutes. Good job. Wow, that was a tough fun. one. Yeah, that was fun. Car Carpuccio kicked my ass. <laughs> hey, yeah. you got car carpet bagger though. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's good. Yeah, that was fun. Thanks. Um, all right. Well, that's all we've got for this episode. Thanks for joining us. Before we kind of sign off, should we talk about <clears throat> next week? What What can people expect to hear from us? Are we gonna do more movie discussion? 
I had I'm an idea forward. of a movie we could do. Okay. Which is uh, Tron Legacy. I like that. Oh boy. That's been kind of having a critical resurgence, reappraisal lately. Oh, what we it. could do is like a double feature of Tron and Tron insert. Okay. Yeah. Oh, compare. Uh huh. Uh, so that's something we could think about. Uh, Still have Dune on the table. Anytime you guys yeah, are ready. The question is which one? Take the plunge. Do. Yeah. The, I was thinking the original, but we could do the Sci-Fi Channel original miniseries. Oh yeah, or we or the new one when that comes yeah. out. <laughs> oh boy, just all media based on Dune. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, before we sign off, is there anything else you guys want to say about Speed Racer? Uh, he's a demon on wheels. Yeah. And he's gonna be chasing after someone. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right. Well, thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.